Hello, I'm Spencer Cullum Jr. and this is my fantasy funeral. Imagine you are dead, but you get to design your own funeral. What songs will be played? Who will deliver your eulogy? And where will your remains rest forevermore? This is the scenario presented to my guest today. I'm Ryan Briegel, and you're listening to my fantasy funeral. My guest today is a guitarist who, as a teenager living in England, wanted to stand out by playing an instrument that very few musicians played. And that is how he came to the instrument he is now known for, the pedal steel. He and guitarist Jeremy Fetzer met overseas while playing in the backing band for Caitlin Rose. After realizing the fragments of songs they were coming up with in soundchecks were worth pursuing, they formed the duo Steelism, and the group have now recorded two albums and a handful of EPs, full of flowing melodies and lighthearted instrumental bliss. But while the music is playful, the duo is serious about musicianship and style. Taking cues from instrumental groups of the past, such as Booker T and the MGs, The Ventures, and Nashville's own Area Code 615, as well as film composers like Nino Rota and John Barry, Steelism provides their own spin on the sound of meditative motoric, Italian mafia moods, 60s European sex romps, and many more. In fact, my guest weaves so many musical styles into his songs, the result is perhaps a genre altogether new. He is Spencer Cullum Jr. Before we talk to Spencer, let's hear something from the most recent Steelism album called Ism. This is the cleverly titled Eno Nothing. Spencer, welcome to my fantasy funeral. Hello, Ryan. How's it going? Very good. Today, we are going to kill you off and take a look at the funeral <laughs> you would plan for yourself. As I mentioned, you were born and grew up in England, and we will get into that shortly. But I wanted to begin by asking, is it more typically British to never talk about death or to talk about death a lot to like an uncomfortable degree? Uh, I guess to talk about death a lot is more English. Though. Yeah, I guess my family don't mind talking about oh, it. Oh, yes. So, yeah, you grew yeah, up in a family that... Yeah. Just didn't, didn't grow up in any religious background. Although my mum says Church of England sometimes to make us feel guilty, but she did try to take me into a church when I was a young child. I remember kicking and screaming, so they never done that again. So. <laughs> that was enough. Yeah. So whenever anyone says anything, I'd be like, Maybe pagan. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It sounds cool. Because I like the Wicker Man. (laughs) Right. Today we will hear five songs that you have chosen to be played during your funeral. A few of your choices today are by artists who are no longer with us. (sighs) But your first choice is by a man who is still very much alive. Tell me why you chose this song. Uh, I I know. uh, the, The thing is, I don't really like this song. 
Well, it's a great song, but it's not a very thoughtful song. Young Turks, I guess it's like that was like English slang for teenagers back in the sixties or whatever fifties. Mm. But every time I have a moment in my life that means something, I always tend to hear that song creep up. Yeah, I, did, I can remember meeting my wife and it, it being on. And I, <laughs> we actually pulled up in the front in front of her house and we scraped the side of the house with her car in a sort of excited, drunken sort of manner because of Young Turks. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess it, it would be quite funny having hot legs <laughs> at my funeral. funeral uh. yeah. But I think Young Turks is, is better. Also, I was going to play the Grammys and I, I, I swear that came on on the ride like to the Grammys. And that was, I was like, this is always, this is always appearing in my life and I don't really, it's not my favourite song. Yeah, it's just, it's going to stay with me till the very end. And now I want to punish the people at my funeral and they'll have to listen to Young Turks. <laughs> Rod Stewart and Young Turks from his album Tonight, I'm Yours. Spencer, you grew up near London in a county called Essex. Mm -hmm. The most I know about Essex is from a trash television show called The Only Way. Oh, that's brilliant, yeah. So I have a lot to learn, I think. Towie. (laughs) Also known as (laughs) Towie. Tell me about your childhood there. I had a fantastic upbringing, but Romford, I'm from Romford, Essex, is a shithole. Are we allowed to swear? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. Romford Essex is a shithole. But luckily it was like, you know, 35 minutes train ride into London. Mm. And I was in like a kind of like okay area that was out of the riffraff. The riffraff of Romford. I sound like my dad then. My friend had a band called Corporal Machine and the Bombers in Romford. And it was one of their songs was called Please Don't Scatter My Ashes in Romford. we'll see if that's where you want to end up oh yeah that's yeah that's good yeah yeah yeah. did your parents encourage music in you when you were young my uh they're they're not musicians but they kind of influenced me with music my dad and my mum got me into stone the stones and talking heads and would always play music so however proficient you are on the pedestal now we probably have to thank elton john's tiny dancer a little bit you Mm -hmm. sought out that pedestal player that played on that song to give you lessons. Yes. Yeah. BJ Cole. I kind of looked up, uh, sort of my favorite British, like rock pop bands from the sixties and seventies and tried to find out who played pedal steel on it. And it was his name. So I kind of like, I wouldn't say stalked, <laughs> but like kind of like found out where his next gig is, and you know, would go up to him back. Can you teach me steel guitar? And, I think those are research skills. That's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so, yeah. I'd go around there and he'd teach me steel guitar and tell me to 
go away with the bar in my hand for a month and to so get your hand used to oh, get my hand, yeah because okay. my left hand because you meant to wobble the bar mm. in a certain way and my vibrato was terrible so I'd be like, go away and wobble the bar for a month <laughs> that sounds so stupid now for a listener that might not be overly familiar with the pedal steel can you give us just a basic explanation of what it is how it works how it yeah. isn't just a guitar yeah on its it's back. kind of like more of a uh, an engineering contraptment it's like a guitar with 10 strings on legs uh and then it has pedals and knee levers which mechanically bend and pull the strings <laughs> it's, it's crazy complex yeah and then so you can move make like uh call changes by just standing in one position on the bar you can make like seamless chord changes by using like your 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 feet changing the pedals and changing the knee levers this has probably made it more confusing ain't it <laughs> i asked for it so it kind of sounds really seamless and like kind of like toffee mm-hmm. can't do that with any other instrument mm. so getting excited about it <laughs> and you of course sit down to play it do you ever wish sometimes down. that you could play standing up and join mm. the rest of the band or no, do you no, like no. you like standing out in a Sit down, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I like being the guy in the background that looks like he's studying for a test. That's my look. So I'm into that. <laughs> Very nice, Spencer. Tell me about the second song you've chosen. I didn't come from any religious background, but this is the closest thing I can ever feel any sort of a spiritual sort of awareness in you know music. You know, if you go into a Catholic church and you hear the hymns, it kind of grabs you. I, I guess I don't really have feel that and I feel that this is the closest f- song I can I can get to being spiritually sort of like awakened so you know it's, it's beautiful all things must pass George Harrison and the title track from his album, All Things Must Pass. Spencer, you now live in Nashville, but Mm -hmm. you ended up here in sort of a backwards way. You were in England, I believe, when singer Caitlin Rose was touring there. Yeah. And it was there in the UK she brought you into her backing band. Yeah. When she needed a steel player. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I was like drifting around London. I'd actually been living in Detroit before that in a band. Mm. And they kind of split up. A few of them moved to Nashville. And then I went back to England for a bit. And then the days of MySpace, Jeremy Fetzer, like MySpace, he's like, hey, I'm touring. You should come up and play pedal steel and s- with uh, Caitlin. So I just learned her record and then kind of 
done a show with her in London and it was crazy because I guess her, she she blew up so I got to this show and it was like sold out and and I got just didn't we didn't have no rehearsal or anything and played still and then just ended up touring the rest of like Europe and the States with her and so it was fantastic I was like oh okay I'm gonna do this now you would joke I guess with Jeremy that you had a fictional band called yeah. Steelism yeah kind of taking the piss I'm going to form my own band and it'll be Steelers. And he thought that was actually a good idea, I and guess. For, yeah, and he put it, he's quite the, uh, he works quite hard. So if <laughs> he, see, he sees an idea, he'll see it through and then he create the monster of Steelism. <laughs> when you're playing in a singer's backup band, the songs are usually already written. Yeah. Um, you may have the freedom to add your own melody flourish every once in a while, yeah. but you're playing somebody else's songs. You and Jeremy clearly both have songwriters' minds. Yeah. Was Steelism really a way to get to express those melodies that were within you? Yeah, I guess so. We've always liked uh, the idea of a pop song, but it being instrumental and it not being too jammy. Although I, I love, I'm a deadhead, <laughs> so no disrespect to that. But yeah, I love the idea of a, you know, a solid pop song, but mm. it being an instrument, similar to like Booker T and the NGs, they're always like memorable like solos or memorable chorus parts and there's no lyrics. I kind of love that. Perfect. <laughs> it is. Your first record has the self-prophetic title of 615 to Fame, which references, of course, Nashville's area code and also the Muscle Shoals studio, yep. Fame. It's fitting since you recorded the album in both places. Yep. But I wonder which came first, the title or the opportunity to record at Fame Studios, thus leading to the title? Uh, yeah, well, I think we started recording here and we had like half the songs done and then we got an opportunity. Ben Tanner from the Alabama Shakes invited us to record at Fame, so... Could not say no. <laughs> no, all my you know, favourite stars of musicians have recorded there and it's still exactly the same it's kind of like slightly dingy but cool you know wow yeah hasn't changed a bit and then the title just wrote itself yeah I would imagine. exactly yeah on to your third song uh, a song very far from tennessee yeah. and alabama oh yeah let's hear about this choice what is it uh nick drake man in a shed you know there's a dark sadness about his music that every you know i, I think every musician and actually every person you know holds deep down so i kind of can relate to that especially with his life you know he's very quiet and shy and never wanted to like be pushed into the forefront of you know a star i kind of love that he was always too shy to do that and that kind of like kind of ruined his career and kind of ruined his life really so yeah i guess i've always been interested in that you know and why this Nick Drake song in particular about a man in a shed? It's not, yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, there's a certain piece of the, you know, the, the song, you know, a man in a shed, you know, it could be anyone, man or, man or woman, but like, you know, you're, you're in your shed. There's a really good show in England called Men in Their Sheds, and uh, it, was, it was brilliant, and it, it had like John Peel on there talking about like how like, people escaped and there was like John Peel like Joe Brand like she's a famous comedian like how people like love to go to their shed and be alone and have their time and I guess like you know I love that that's my moment well the story is not so brand new the man is 
Nick Drake and Man in a Shed from his album Five Leaves Left. Spencer, it's no secret that songs with lyrics are usually fairly easy to give titles to. Yeah. But instrumental songs can be called anything. Yeah. Your titles are often little games for the listener. Yeah. We heard at first the song Eno Nothing, which comes uh, complete with a video featuring past and present looks of Brian Eno. Yes. <laughs> uh, you have a song called The Surge, but it's spelled like Serge Gainsbourg. Yeah, yeah. Is it fun to come up with the clever titles for the songs? It is. It's really difficult, though. Yeah. I guess sometimes with writing lyrics, you come up with the title, and then it kind of explains itself. But when you're doing it in reverse... I guess with like some stuff, with like Eno Nothing, it, we wanted to do a song that sounded like, you know, Here Come the Warm Jets mm. of Brian Eno. And, and then my friend used to have like a producer name, called he know nothing i was like he knows nothing so, yeah. so i was like oh there you go i'll, I'll take that <laughs> take it <laughs> i'll take it that'll be mine <laughs> one song from 615 to fame called china plate has a title that originates from something that americans are really not that familiar with and i'll admit i often have trouble grasping the concept it's something known as cockney rhyming slang yeah can you explain what this is? I, I feel like this needs to take over America. It's an East London thing where um, you kind of rhyme everything. And there's there's all different stories that say, like, other people say that it was for the East to kind of, like, take the piss out of the West and kind of, like, have, like, sort of, like, a secret language. Or it is kind of, sort of a code. A code, yeah. And so there's, like, <laughs> China plate means mate. So you, you say, oh, me old China. Oh, that's me old China. That's my mate. Or there's a, you're sitting on my lion's, lion's lair, chair. I guess when I was growing up, there'd be new ones like, can I get a portion of Jagger's, Jagger's lips, chips? Um, dog and bone, that's a classic. Uh, can you pass me the dog, dog and bone phone? Uh, uh, Ruby Murray, Curry. <laughs> are there, are there like vulgar ones to, to hide the vulgarity sometimes? No, they're kind of, oh, I don't even know, quite innocent ones, yeah, I guess. Back in the old the old 30s and 40s in East London, people were very polite, maybe. I guess so. I'm sure there is disgusting ones. <laughs> I'm, I'm now going to be thinking this whole interview, I was like, let me think of a disgusting one, but not at the moment. Speak up if, if something comes to you. Yeah, you could go into a pub and say I'll have a pint of Nelson, Nelson Mandela, Stella. So. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. Let's hear about the fourth song you've chosen. What is it? As Moondog. So this guy was the uh, Viking of like the um, East Village. I, get, I think he studied under Coltrane and he was a fantastic jazz musician, but completely out there. He used to dress as a Viking, the whole thing. He was like, had a huge beard. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of his lyrics. So beautiful and so simple. 
and almost like you know sounds like a a child's written it but like in the in the mm. best possible way so whilst playing these like amazing like Fiolonius Monk sort of piano parts himself so yeah and, th- and this song is like you know a good one to listen to at a funeral I think it won't make people too sad especially if it went like man in a shed you'd be like oh I'm a bit upset and then the moon dog would be like that's nice so <laughs> his album heart songs spencer you and jeremy made a video for the song marfa lights oh, yeah. directed by the former drummer for the band bully yeah Stuart Copeland. what a talented man he yeah. is american yet the visuals for the video are inspired by something seen mainly in schools in the 1970s and 80s that is pretty distinctly british yeah, yeah. can you explain exactly what the video draws from uh so there's this show this comedian done this whole series called look around you that was like a mock on these like 70s science videos like those sort of browns and yellows and mustard sort of like colors so like that you know that was the uh the aesthetic so when you were a kid in school they would make you watch these videos that were probably decades old yeah they would yeah and, and just it, recycling them every year for all the kids yeah it was usually when the teacher wanted a cigarette they'd roll that out and press play like they're still teaching, but they don't have to do have to do it. They don't have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Steelism's second album called "Ism" famously moved on from being entirely instrumental to incorporating songs with lyrics and guest vocalists, people like Tristan, Ruby Amonfu. Mm-hmm. There's a duet with Andrew Combs and Jesse Balin. How was that experience it was for fantastic. that second album? Oh yeah, it was really good. I guess it was a uh, it was really challenging because we've never written lyrics before, and that. You know, if your your music is you were pay so much attention to your like the music, you'd want the lyrics to be decent. <laughs> so, and I kind of write lyrics like you know, oh do 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 do. It's very sort of A B A B, and I'm getting better at it. Mm-hmm. But um, it definitely helped having like when Tristan come in to record, she'd be like, okay, don't do that, cross that out, you know, and oh like. And making it so much better and, and Andrew kind of helped write the other song with Jesse and kind of yeah that I, I was definitely came to like a stopping point I was like oh well I shouldn't be mocking lyrics all the time so, so this is difficult so. was having vocalists an experiment that you might like to repeat definitely in the future? I'm trying to do stuff now on my own stuff I'm trying to write weird 60s psychedelic pop songs and Writing lyrics is the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. You know, if you read bad lyrics on paper and you just, oh, that's terrible. There's nothing worse than bad lyrics. I think I can take bad music than bad lyrics. If you were to read any one of these lyrics, except Young Turks, <laughs> they'd be beautiful. But yeah, 
Before we hear your final song choice, have you thought about the person you would choose to deliver your eulogy in your fantasy funeral? Yes, uh, I'd like my wife to do it, but um, I want it to be like a game show if she's presenting it in a sort of game show manner, like where there's an array of my possessions on the on the funeral stage and uh nice ones you know oh that's nice oh look at that guitar that's his amp oh that's his shitty amp you know and my wife and i know she'd she'd hate it but at the same time she'd probably really enjoy it because she's a comedian deep down inside like a stand-up so and i want her to sort of do a game show sort of round where they'd ask questions about me and if uh some of my friends got them. They could choose a prize. Between 2010 and 2013, what was Spencer's favourite Bob Dylan record? And if my friend Ryan O'Reilly would put his hand up and be like, Street Legal. There you go, Ryan. You can choose any uh, <laughs> any possession that I used to have. If they get it wrong, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> you didn't know me. <laughs> so, not yeah. quite a eulogy, just yeah. like a, more of a game show. So. <laughs> A good way to dispose do, or distribute your beloved possessions. I don't want any hangers on in my funeral. So. <laughs> they have to work for it. They got to work great. for it. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything you would like her to read or? Uh, well, play? I'd like everyone to sing. Uh, there's a there's a, a really good song that I always sing uh, when I'm ever when I'm kind of close to the ocean, and it's called a uh, William Watson. And it's an old uh, folk song from like 1826. I think it might be Scottish. Mm. And it's uh, it's called like the when the boat when the boat comes in. It's really I'd like everyone to, instead of a hymn like no, 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 I don't want that. I want thou shall have a fishy on a little dishy. Thou shall have a fishy when the boat comes in. Dance with your daddy. Dance with your pappy. Dance with your mammy. When the boat comes in. <laughs> Hear me little Jackie, no I've smoked me bucky, have a bit of cracky till the boat comes in. Dance to the daddy, sing to the mummy, dance to the daddy, to the mummy sing. Thou shalt have a fishy on a little dishy, thou shalt have a fishy when the boat comes in. <laughs> Where did the song come from for you as a child? It was on an advert and I can remember when I was like really young and I was like wow that's amazing. And then whenever I'd be, my parents would take me near the sea, I'd always like, thou shall have a fishy on a little dishy. And it's a beautiful old like folk song. I'd like everyone just to feel really silly at my funeral. Um, well, Spencer, we will end with that on a bit of a whimsical note with your fifth and final <laughs> funeral song. What is yeah. it? This is Giles, Giles and Fripp. And it, this song could sound very big headed and it is kind of like... But uh, his song is a uh, so. Do you know the band King Crimson? Mm. They're like a prog dad, dad prog band, and they're great. But before that, they were like a really fun pop band. And uh, I, I, I really am fascinated by silly uh, English pop music from like the mid sixties, with like silly flutes and like you know just like goofy lyrics. I think goofy lyrics are fine, but not too goofy, mm. you know. And I like how cheeky this is. And the fact that it's one in, it's, I don't want it to feel like he's one in a million. I'm not one in a million. But I like it talks about just like, it goes through sort of like certain working men of uh, of England. And it's like, he's a woman in it. It's just so stupid. And I've always liked the song. 
when I was younger and it was just like it's a silly song he's lucky and happy just because the battle's not for him to fight he doesn't have a cause perhaps he's wrong perhaps he's right he runs a little shop with a room at the top and a mortgage all around it his little lady will be 53 on Monday and his only son's in the Navy but he doesn't shout about it no he doesn't shout about it he's a one in a million 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 from the cheerful insanity of Giles Giles and Fripp that is one in a million Spencer Cullen Jr.'s final fantasy song choice. Spencer, have you thought about what you would like to happen to your body after you die? Um, well, I definitely wouldn't like them scattered in Romford. That's not... Stay away from stay Romford. Stay away from Romford. I think I'd like to go to uh, Cornwall in England, and it's the West Coast, and I'd like them scattered out there. Well, anyway, you can just scatter them anywhere, really. There's maybe Crantock Beach, but I don't want them to like get in the way of people's sandcastles or you know i don't want it to be <laughs> maybe just scatter them around the sand dunes i think i'd like to retire there and when i'm older nashville is home i'm gonna i'll be here forever you know i love it i'm married i got you know lovely dog called toast the job is fantastic i've settled here but there's something different and i'm sure for every immigrant it always feels like there's you know, you always know home, you know. We will see if we can get you... If that's okay. En- ended up there? Yeah. In the end. <laughs> this has been wonderful, Spencer Collum Jr. Thank you for taking us through your fantasy funeral. This has been great. We close today with a song from Steelism featuring the vocals of Andrew Combs and Jesse Balin. This is Lonely Game. My Fantasy Funeral is brought to you by We Own This Town. Full versions of the songs chosen today can be heard on our Spotify playlist. Find out more at myfantasyfuneral.show. I'm Ryan Briegel. Thank you for listening.